When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. This is Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cock. I love life lessons. I, I think I mentioned a quote recently, something about walking on the sunny side of the street. I use affirmations a lot in my life because I think we all need to pick ourselves up. There's, there's another great piece in the Wall Street Journal this week about how much we talk to ourselves. I truly believe in simple life lessons. People oftentimes ask me, how do I instruct my kids about money? Well, they're going to do what you do. So just live the right life and point out how you're doing that. Because I think if you just walk into a room and give a 13-year-old, here's a list of 10 things to do, they probably will not do them. So this week I read a couple of great money lessons from a guy that I'm relatively familiar with. I've talked to him before. I used to serve on a board with his father, and he's pretty well known in the Northwest. He started this little software company, oh, I don't know, 35 years ago called Microsoft. He did okay for himself. He was the richest man in the world for a time. He got displaced by this other guy in the Seattle area who's done okay. He runs up, I think it's an online thing called Amazon, Jeff Bezos. And Bill Gates is now number three behind the guy who started Tesla. That's okay. He's got the money he needs probably to take care of himself. He started a great foundation, et cetera, et cetera. But this week, a, a piece in CNBC, which I generally do not like the advice they provide, but in this case, I thought it made sense. And the article is about life money lessons from Bill Gates. Now, he says, Gates, you should save like a pessimist, but invest like an optimist. We'll talk about those things in a moment, and I'm going to add a third. I hope that's okay, Bill, not to trying to <laughs> rain on your parade, but I think there's a third one that I think people should pay attention to. But let's take the first one, save like a pessimist. The article points out that when Bill started Microsoft, he always kept a year's worth of salaries in cash. I think that's absolutely a great philosophy, and and, and I'm an entrepreneur. I never had that much sort of sitting around. Many other entrepreneurs found out this last year that they didn't have that much sitting around. The government's tried to help, but still a lot of people, I think it's still one out of six restaurants are gone and gone forever. And in the article, I think more interestingly, it points out that a hundred year events, people think a hundred year events, well, that won't happen, but for a hundred years, right? Hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, financial crisis, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is a 100-year event does not mean it only will happen once every 100 years. There's about 1% chance of one of those 100-year events happening in any year, 1%. And we can all think back to this last year, that 1% uh, in this pandemic has definitely uh, come to pass. And what's he talking about here? You should save aggressively. I think, again, you should have six months of safe money set aside no matter where you are in your life to pay the bill so that if something comes along and you don't, your job goes away or your income in some other way you have the money also 
I personally think, and this is especially true for young people when you're starting out, 15% of your money should be set aside for the future in an automatic savings plan, generally like a 401k, and then it should be invested in a disciplined approach. So there's no requirement to think about what's going on in the world. There's no thought about, well, I've heard great things about Bitcoin or gold. It's put into stocks and bonds on a regular basis, which does bring me to number two. And that's the investing part of this. I love this piece of advice. Bill thinks you should invest like an optimist. What does that mean? Well, invest in the stocks in the economy and investing like an optimist means you got to believe that the future looks bright because well the future does look bright if you believe the last however many thousands of years of humankind we've sort of moved things up we've advanced the economy's gotten better i know not for everyone but in general it has and so what you're going to do here is invest in those companies globally that hopefully will grow. Hopefully they'll pay dividends. Hopefully people will believe in them and and up the prices of them. And you'll also invest in things that you don't know about. Because one of the things that drives me nuts in this industry is the people that tell you only invest in the stocks that you understand. And frankly, even the largest companies, I don't think you really understand. Amazon's a great example because you think they're just about delivering packages when a large amount of their revenue comes from cloud computing and other business services. So you're going to own not just a global portfolio, but you're also going to own smaller companies, value companies. By the way, U.S. small value companies have been on a huge run. And my fear is people got out of them because the performance had been uh, poor the last few years compared to large growth companies. So they probably got out at the wrong time and they're up over 30% here in the last couple of months. And and, and that does bring me to number three. You got to get away from recency bias. We have a tendency to believe that what's happened recently will continue to happen. And that generally is not the case when it comes to investing. Now, here's the third that I want to add. I hope this is okay to add something in. My third is be a curmudgeon when it comes to investing expenses. Be cheap when it comes to how your money is managed. I see many of you walking in with mutual fund expense ratios over 1% a year. I see many of you paying commissions to others. You got to know what you're paying to others, and you should keep those expenses as low as absolutely possible. Bill, again, I hope that's okay that I'm adding one. Bill is number three, but he's working harder, and I think that's what you should do. Remember, save like a pessimist, invest like an optimist, and be a curmudgeon when it comes to how much you are paying others. And I want to mention, by the way, coming up in just a few weeks, a very exciting event that you anywhere listening to us can be part of. I'm talking about Retire Meet America. That's Saturday, February 20th. It's all virtual And the speakers this year, the best we've ever had. The great Paul Merriman returning to talk about uh, We're Talking Millions, his brand new book. David Booth, the co-founder of Dimensional Funds, will be joining us to talk about, you know, what's going on with mutual funds, exchange traded funds. All of that, Paul, or pardon me, Don and myself, many others talking about estate planning and long-term care and Social Security, all of those things you got to know about for retirement retirement at retirement. And by the way, as Don likes to say, you could sit there in your pajamas and take it all in no matter where you are in the world. Register now 
at retiremeet, that's M-E-E-T.com, retiremeet.com. We hope you'll join us Saturday, February 20th. And thank you for joining me here on Talking Real Money. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.